0: Hey guys, welcome back for episode 14. How exciting is this? Um, if it's your first time, welcome and thank you for tuning in. And the community that's there, thank you for always being supportive. I mean, it's just been a great experience. And in this episode, I get to have a chat with Esther Masasa Waititu at her offices and. We talk about her journey from that young girl she was to who she is now, a senior corporate executive in the largest bank in Africa, Standard Bank Group. And, you know, just tips for anyone who's growing their career, you know, and the typical um, corporate politics, how do we overcome that? Balancing motherhood and and being a wife and working at the same time and excelling in your career. Just so many things, especially as a woman, that you have to try and balance. So let's listen and enjoy. So, Esther, thank you for joining me on this episode. I'm so excited to share your story. And hopefully, let's inspire other people about it. Okay. So where did your journey start okay. as, a, as a corporate executive?
1: So thank you, first of all, Vanessa. And I'm looking forward to inspiring uh, many others with our story. My life in the corporate world started um, about 20 years ago and uh, straight out of uni. Um, okay, so not so much corporate, but worked in a coffee shop. Um, worked as a career counsellor when people were starting to learn different packages. I'm sure you have no idea what that is, but in our time um, we didn't learn with computers and the bridge between finishing high school and um, and starting work, we actually used to coach people around how to use MS Word, um, Excel, so we used to like talk to young people around the packages that they could learn. So that's where it started from. Mm-hmm. Humble beginning. Hey, you were
0: selling uh,
1: packages. Yes. <laughs> What? Yeah. so Come from far. Yeah. Come (laughs) from far. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Um, And then from there, I got my first breakthrough in the corporate world. Mm. I became a graduate trainee um, at Commercial Bank of Africa and, man, it was exciting. You know, um, I started off by being on the front line, going to Kenya School of Monetary Studies to understand how to be a banker. Um, and then, you know, went into the world of operations, which is always not that glamorous, but we worked hard. hard. Um, but a year into doing that, I was like, I don't think ops is for me. So not a cup of tea. Mm, <laughs> and there's something about youth. You've got so much courage and energy. Um, I applied for the first job that came through, um, and that was a financial analyst in corporate uh, finance. I didn't understand exactly what they did, but I was so sure that I could be the analyst. So I did my research, I applied for the job, and guess what? I got into the job, and was a managerial role. Wow! Just so, like that? Yeah, well, I had to do my research uh,
0: and ask around. Was it luck?
1: Do you think it was luck? I think it was a mix. It was luck, which is being courageous enough to do it, um, to apply for it, and then second, you know, to get the it. research and get it. Yeah. Yeah, so that's where it started, and then from there now, doing large transactions for large companies on the capital markets, Mm. um, working with governments on their privatization, so a lot of very fancy corporate stuff. You got
0: exposed to quite a bit,
1: but you know, there's a book I was reading, and it said, you know
0: what? Luck is preparation, meeting, opportunity. Absolutely. So you just grabbed it. Absolutely.
1: So I took it. I didn't even know that existed. Yeah. But I was like, for sure,
0: (laughs) this area I'm in right now is not
1: the area that's going to make me great. (laughs) Yeah, you are very clear. I'm so clear. "Mm." And so when the opportunity came, I took it and I ran it.
0: Yeah. Like, what what drove you? Like, what did you see yourself as for you to be able to make that decision and be like, you know what? I need to pivot from here and... This other thing will take me to the path that I actually want, or where I want to be.
1: Okay, so I'm going to answer this in, in a very l- long and roundabout way, but here's the answer. Um, when I was very little, we used to watch a lot of TV with my mom, and
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, we used to watch Dynasty mm-hmm. and Dallas, mm-hmm. and she, there were some women in those, you know, series who are just out of this world. One in particular was Alexis uh-huh. in Dynasty. Uh-huh. She was a piece of work. Like mm-hmm. she would make all the men like do the work <laughs> and she was a strategy person. <laughs> so I always admired her. And her office is always at the top of this tall building with mm-hmm. glass windows looking out. And I was like, Yeah, me one day I'm gonna be a powerful woman like her. So that was the vision then. And that's the power of visioning. So the small visions you have and you stick to, they actually pan out in life. But I'm not Alexis, I'm not mean. Mm-hmm. I'm not but um, at least I managed to get to that <laughs> big office. So um, I think a lot of it was around just being clear around what you want to achieve and where you want to go and getting to that point. So you really believe in the power of visioning, huh? Eh? Completely. Like if you don't have a vision, you're not going to get anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think the vision is because God plants a seed in your mind mm-hmm. and then the work for you is to make that seed grow. So our minds are like the the ground that that seed is put in. And as long as you feed it with the right thoughts, um, the right disciplines, um, taking care of your body, mm. praying, studying, researching, all those things then now come to be. Mm. And what's interesting is that you don't have to remember every day that that was my vision. Somehow when you lock into a vision and you just start working towards it, it comes through. Mm. Yeah. Not
0: like forcing yourself Don't, like let's let things organically flow exactly exactly
1: so that was a vision I had when I was much younger mm. um, but the way I've gotten to my place is very different from what I saw on TV mm. but it's my journey mm. and it's me taking chances mm. and believing in um, in people because mm. you can't do this alone the guy who interviewed me obviously gave me a chance yeah right um, the person who was my boss and my mentor also gave me a chance. The peers who worked with me when I was stuck and I needed help, they also gave me a chance. So it's going through that personal process and being very open, um, allowing people to help you and also asking for that help. Others mm-hmm. you'll never you'll never get that. You can't do it alone. Absolutely. So
0: when someone says they're self
1: made Oh yeah. Yeah <laughs> You probably thought about how they were going to get there, but certainly they've been supported all along. Mm. Yeah, someone or something has supported them. Mm. So you can be self-made to the extent that, you know, you're disciplined, you do what you need to do, but at the end of the day, no matter what job you do, you're serving serving people. Mm. You're working with people. Um, And when people accept your services or people accept your help, they are contributing to your bigger picture. Mm. So it's impossible to say that you made it completely on your own, at mm. least from my perspective. Mm. I believe mm. that success comes with collaboration um, and success comes with um, with discipline and with focus. Mm. But collaboration is the key. Mm. If you can't work with people, it will be very difficult to be successful unless you're going to be locked up in a lab. Mm.
0: So just to clarify, how far have you come? Like, where are you at now?
1: Mm. So where am I? I'm, I'm a senior executive in mm-hmm. the bank. Mm-hmm. Um, Right now I'm doing a a regional role that covers five African markets where I help them to forge and develop their um, individual country strategies um, which will lead them to growth and success in their respective markets. Mm. So that's what I do right now. Sounds like a lot. It's a lot, but it's a lot of good fun. Yeah? Yeah, and it's understanding what's important. It's looking at trends in, in different markets. It's about understanding who the key players in those markets are about understanding where is the government going and what are they really doing. Mm. Um, It's about motivating people. Because if people don't feel part of this process of wanting to support individual companies or businesses in their market, it's never going to work.
0: You said it's fun. So would you insinuate that you actually need to like what you do? Absolutely. I mean, (laughs)
1: like,
0: it should not be an endurance. Do you no think someone way. can thrive? Absolutely not. Do you think someone can thrive with doing work that's you just can only, only like thwart. you're pushing yourself? You're like, yeah, I'm doing it. Or you're good at something, but you're not genuinely
1: interested in it. It'll only take you, it'll take, yes, you can, but it's not sustainable. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um, I'll share with you one point in my career when I was so disillusioned about my job. Even waking up and imagining I'm going to the office was a painful thought. Mm. You almost want to say, no, actually, that's a headache. I can feel it. There's no Mm. headache. (laughs) But you want (laughs) to excuse. You're creating one. (laughs) You're creating one. And that's when you're not engaged and when you're not passionate. When you're not engaged and you're not passionate about what you do, it's difficult for you to be creative. It's difficult for you to motivate others. It's difficult for you to deliver solutions.
0: Mm. Yeah,
1: Um, And so... I think you really have to connect with with what you do, mm. and granted, you may have to do some things that you're not comfortable with. This great job I'm talking uh, talking to you about, where I have lots of fun, mm. it is fun. But there are moments, there are some things that I don't like about it. So mm. let me not pretend that it's perfect. Mm. There's some administrative things that we have to do on an ongoing basis where I'm like, really? Do we really have, do to, we do we have this? to do that again? Yeah. But we do. Yeah but the bigger picture which is what now makes the difference when you're connecting the dots when you're seeing the energy um, with the people you're working with when you're seeing clients happy literally giving you high fives now that's where the joy comes from Mm. the in between is important for you to go through you don't have to necessarily like it Mm. but you have to work through that process and through that process then the glory and the fun and everything else comes Mm.
0: Mm. that's interesting and what do you think some of the mistakes uh, Mm. You had to deal with. What are some of the things you've had to deal with? Because I'm sure this journey also to get to where you are, there's a lot of like, I'd like to call it failing forward. I think in anything, mm, you need to
1: learn as you go. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Of course, there'll be mistakes. it will be. Um, I'm a human being, mm. and humans are prone to prone to mistakes. Yeah, and so. I'll I'll share the ones which I think would be beneficial for everyone which is the first one is you have to believe in yourself Mm. yeah if you don't believe in yourself and you're not your own cheerleader no one else is going to do it for you Mm. yeah and sometimes so true sometimes Mm. the more you succeed sometimes the more insecure you become because you're like wow you mean I've made it this far (gasps) okay you get shocked yeah you get shocked you actually start pinching yourself yeah Yeah, you're you're like it, of course, this is my really, reality. Yeah. Yeah. But that's why it's important that you have to back yourself and say, actually, well done. And mm-hmm. you can face the next big hurdle. So I think the biggest lesson for me which is just not a failure, but it's just believing in yourself. Um You know, I'm sure many women have talked about the imposter syndrome, where you come and you talk to people and you imagine... um you know, you, you want to imagine that you're someone else when you're dealing with people, then go back and say, but I'm just this little girl mm. in the corner. And so I think that needs to be just debunked. And I just mm-hmm. think we need to be vulnerable. When you're working with teams, is to tell them, actually, I don't have an answer to that. Does someone else have a solution to that issue? Mm. Yeah, so those are some of the big lessons. Because sometimes the more senior you become, you imagine that you have to be the one solving all the problems because you're the boss. But no, that's mm. why we work in teams, that's why we have an organization. Mm. You can get insights from anywhere, you mm. can get it from, you know, the bottom of the organization, the mm. side of the organization, mm. the top of the organization. Mm. So I think it's really important um, for you not to imagine that you are the center of, of attention. Because de- yeah. Yeah, so that would that, that be a big, it's detrimental.
0: Yeah, so what I'm also getting from you is like a lot of believing in people.
1: Believing in people, believing in yourself. Um, yeah, I think those are the two things. You really have to believe in yourself. Mm. Then you don't need to be so hard on yourself when you make mistakes. Yeah, um, I've made mistakes as a as a leader mm. uh, many times, mm. but the ability to go back and say I'm sorry, I made a mistake. Mm. Um, let's start again. is is really important. Then also being consistent. You know, you can go and tell people I want your input. Mm. And then you just take the input, then you don't do anything with it. Also, that's also just being—that's yeah. wrong, yeah. right? Yeah. So take the input, hear what they have to say, mm. actually. And, and, and actually take it into consideration. Mm. Don't don't do lip service.
0: Mm. There's a—I feel okay. The brief experience I got to incorporate. There's yeah. a lot of lip service. So how do you get around that? And mm. also like the politics, and um, I, that's a—it's a very real thing. Yeah. Like as much as we'd like to say it's all
1: tidy mm-hmm. and you grew up the ladder. Mm-hmm. It's oh, also it's not that. All
0: tidy. Yeah.
1: It's not all tidy.
0: Yeah, And
1: mm-hmm. the reason I say you must believe in yourself is that you're going to have detractors. Mm. There's going to be people along the way who say, jeez Vanessa, I don't think you're good at doing that. And you heard you're you like, but I am. I <laughs> <laughs> did that document. Right? So, um, how do you manage politics? Mm. You must understand that we're all human beings. Mm. Um, we all want the same things. And hence, that's why there's a scramble for everything Mm -hmm. um, and for resources. Um, If you take a poll right now, even in my organization, everyone wants to be at the top. Mm -hmm. But that position is only reserved for one person, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so, even though it's reserved for one person, how do you work and collaborate with others? Mm -hmm. How do you also call others out when they have made mistakes mm. or they're supposed to deliver and, and they have been delivered mm. those are some of the mistakes I've learned before I used to now when someone hasn't delivered I'm like wait for me in a meeting <laughs> wait for me in a meeting <laughs> I'll deal with oh. you deal with you yeah you'll deal with them but you'll get a worse result in the next <laughs> meeting because maybe now you also need some help in the next meeting and you'll get that help um, and so it's around understanding human psychology how do you engage with people how do you read the signs? because some people are not genuine huh? Some guys will say, Yeah, I want to help you. Yeah, they are with you, but they also want to bring you down at the same time. Exactly. So always look at people's actions and and try and marry their actions with what they say. Yeah. Because in corporate, we've got the sweetest words. There's a school we go to that teaches us some excellent (laughs) jargon, right? But it's always tested by what you eventually produce. Mm. It's always tested by how you make someone feel. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So the example I gave you, I'll wait for the meeting. Mm. It was. I was waiting for that meeting to say what they have done wrong and mm. put them down and make them look bad. That's mm. not nice. Mm. Right? Mm. Now, I realize there has to be another way of doing this because if you genuinely you do need to work together. Mm. It's called lobbying. Yeah. Before the meeting, mm-hmm. what's going on? on? How can I help yes. you? I need you on my side. Exactly. How can we make this a win win? Mm. So, when we go in there, we're all, we're the meeting team. moves us forward. Mm. It doesn't give us uh, a fighting ground.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so those are some of the things I'd say that you need to understand when you're managing. Um, politics, I'll say you Mm. have to listen more than you talk, Mm. which is contrary um, to what people believe leadership should be, Mm. you have to listen and observe a lot more, Mm. because people may not necessarily tell you what they're thinking or what they want to do, but you can see from their actions,
0: Mm. and being able to
1: connect the dots, so Vanessa did this in this session, then I met her three weeks ago and she was doing something, what does that potentially Mean. mean? Yeah. yeah. So don't look at things in isolation. Try and connect the dots. Mm. Try and see if this came together. How would this work? And that's part of politics, mm. right? Taking advantage. So going back to my birth story, where I was so sure I wanted to get to a certain place, yes. um, and as in a place where I've done well, but I was not enjoying it. The minute the ad came up, I grabbed it. Yeah. Right. And that's how it has to be at work. The minute you find an opportunity that can help you move. Mm, move something forward. Mm, take it. Take it. Mm. Yeah. So that's what, that's what I'd recommend.
0: Oh wow. And how is it uh, working with other women as opposed to male mm. and how's the experience been?
1: Hmm. I've had an interesting experience. Um, actually most of my career I've genuinely worked with more men than I have with women. Mm-hmm. Um, working with men has its benefits. mean. Men are not into... Yeah, drama. Drama. They call things that <laughs> Quite logical. Yeah. yeah. Very logical about everything. Not very emotional. Yeah. Um, but I've also worked with great women. Great mm. women who've got great insights, um, who have also grown to become wonderful leaders. Mm. Women are a lot more compassionate. And you'd be surprised. Women are also a lot more competitive. Than oh, men. yeah. A yeah. lot That more, I understand. Yeah, they're a lot yeah. more competitive. And if you find a woman who genuinely wants to help other women, they pull you along. Mm. They wrap their hands around you. They give you the support that you Mm. need. Mm. They'll tell you the cold truth
0: that men are unable
1: to tell you. Actually, that's the biggest benefit of working um, with With female female leaders. leaders. They tell you. They give you good and bad information all at the same time. Whereas, if I you know with a gentleman, that's why they're gentlemen. They like to give you gentle news, mm. and sometimes you're unable to make you know to make to make head or tail whether it's good or bad you know mm. um and so I find women in that regard actually grow others a lot faster mm-hmm. yeah,
0: I think the thing I love about you is your well balanced life if you want to call it that because you also have your home life, right oh yeah, where you're managing a home at the same time. And you're growing this career, mm-hmm. and of course there must have been a few challenges here and there, but also an exciting part of it where you you're getting to explore both worlds. So how have you been able to do
1: it? So when you get married, you're so excited because mm-hmm. you wait for the engagement ring, the engagement ring comes, then you can't wait for the wedding, and then reality comes. <laughs> what do we? What's reality? Um. So the reality of, you know, you're, you're going to be going through some tough times together. You're going to go through good times together. I think that's what we always expect, but there's are also the, the, tough, the tough times. I've been fortunate enough to have a very supporting partner. Um, so that's also helped me. Actually, that's been a big part in terms of how I've succeeded in my career. Mm. Because I've got someone who, if I decide I'm going to work in a different country he bats me, right? Wow,
0: that is like... Like, That's yeah. rare, because yeah. Yeah. a lot
1: of guys will be like, so, are you, ca- are you coming with me? Like, The exactly. The normal, yeah. the normal <laughs> the the that norm- you the come norm- with me yeah. when I'm going on. And, and in, in our relationship, it's um, whoever has the best opportunity, let's, let's work with that. And oh. he genuinely means it when he does come up. Mm-hmm. Um, the complication is also when you become a mother. So you're a wife, you're a mother... And motherhood has its own demands. Mm. You've got children, and especially when they're younger, they fall sick often. Mm. Um, and so you need, you know, except, you know, time time off to make sure they have been taken to the doctors and, and they're doing okay. It's tough because sometimes your male peers um, have someone who can pick up the slack for them. Mm. When a child is unwell, you've got, they've got a good partner. Mm. Um, but for us, you know, it's the role of a woman, even though your partner wants to do it. As a mother, you want to be in the room with a doctor understanding what's Mm. going on. So, I think your time has to be a lot more focused. The same amount of time, if we're given 24 hours, like um, Mm. like we all are, we have to be very deliberate. In the short bursts of time that you have to work, you have to work very intensely Mm. because every piece that you do as a wife needs time.
0: Mm-hmm. as a mother
1: needs time mm-hmm. as a professional you need time you also mm-hmm. need time for yourself mm-hmm. and then for your hobbies and your family and your friends mm-hmm. so it forces you to be very deliberate around who and what your priorities are mm-hmm. so that you can do them well in that short period of time that you have mm-hmm. yeah so really being a wife being a mom being a, being a wife being a mom and being a career person it's this focus Time management, focus time management. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: So, what are your, in all that combining your home life, your work life, what are your values in all of this? Because my understanding is you need to be consistent Mm -hmm. in your private life, in your work life. What are Mm -hmm. your values to be able to just, you know, push you through um, Mm -hmm. the day to day, um, maintain both places?
1: So, I think the very first one is that you have to have for me Mm. right it's a relationship with God Mm. because there's some days they are hard
0: amen and even though you speak to another
1: like I can come and cry on your shoulder all that Mm -hmm. I can but um, I have to have faith that it's going to get better and Mm. faith comes through believing in something that's bigger and better than yourself Um, and so a lot of my inspiration comes from having a relationship with God understanding his word because the answer is there it's just that sometimes you don't want to, to hear them and so for me fellowship becomes really important where I can go and share um, my thoughts with God and others who share similar faith Yeah, mm-hmm. that helps to, um, to ground you, so spirituality, so you're asking about the values, so spirituality is a very important one because I believe without that, that's what births what comes out of your mind, that's what births your thoughts that's what births your action.
0: Mm. You know? I think it even says in Proverbs, like, guard
1: your heart. Exactly. Right? Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Um, so that's a big value for me. Um, the other one is just around integrity. Mm. Saying what you mean, acting with honor, you know, consistently, both at work and at home. You commit something to your family, you must deliver on it. The same way you're committed to a work deadline.
0: Mm. And that's just
1: integrity. It means that you just you have just committed mm. to, to something. Yeah. Um, and so that's really important. That's an important value for me. Uh, another value that's quite important for me uh, is adventure. I like to do different things and have new experiences.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And new experiences at work could be changing jobs within your organization. Mm-hmm. It could be changing in different industries. It makes it exciting. You're learning something new. Mm. Um, the people that I serve, me it's also an adventure. You could mm. be serving one of the largest multinationals in the world mm. um, to a large local corporate. Mm. Yeah, So that's an adventure because for each of them it's a different way in which you have to, 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 to deal with mm-hmm. them. Um, adventures in life, I love to travel, I like mm-hmm. to see the world. Um, I'm privileged that at work I can see the continent because working with the largest bank in Africa you have the opportunities to see. That for me is still an adventure. Mm. Um, so, adventure—the spirit of adventure—becomes really, really important for me. Mm. Um, and the f- and the fourth one is this collaboration: being and working with people, being mm. in teams. The power of teamwork, knowing that you alone are insufficient to achieve the big things. You need partnerships with other people.
0: Okay. And to top it off, what's what's the grand piece of advice you would give to young people? Um, trying to, you know, make it out there, make a name for themselves, grow. Because we know it's not just about how smart you are. No. It's uh, many other things. Mm-hmm. So what what would you tell someone out there?
1: Okay, there are lots of things I can tell them. <laughs> I think the big one for me, um, and because you are a millennial,
0: <laughs> yes, and I'm sure your
1: your audience will be will be young and youthful in that way. I think the most important thing is um, don't be in a hurry. Yeah? Don't be in a hurry. Um, Work through a process. Don't be obsessed with the outcome. Mm. But be focused on the process that gets you there. Mm.
0: Embracing the process. Just
1: embracing the process. Mm. Like I told you, I started off, I had to understand the work within operations such that when I grew up the ranks and we started looking at a business, Uh, And people say operations are not working. I'm like, but let's understand why. Why? Because when I was there, these are some of the things Mm. that we went through. Mm. Even though I didn't go to ops as an example, Mm. right? Just sitting there and saying, tell us what your problem is so we can find out how we can help each other is more powerful than everything is working. Yeah? Suddenly you come to work, everything's working, but you've not understood what it took Mm. to get there. I'm sure like now you can drive confidently, you have no issues driving, right? Mm. But remember, you fondly remember the process when you were learning how to drive. Yeah. For example, I couldn't yeah. do the heel balancing. I know.
0: It was that it just rough. But when I
1: mastered it, <laughs> can you imagine the joy I felt? Yeah. Yeah? Because I had to keep on practicing. Keep on practicing, feeling, holding mm. we'll that handbrake, asking, you know, like dreading. So I think the biggest piece of advice would be just enjoy the journey. Because the journey is equally as important as the outcome. And without the journey, you'll never get an outcome.
0: Mm.
1: So, just generally let things, you know. In fact, I'd even say your goals need to be focused on on processes, not outcomes. Mm. Yeah, I'd say that. Because mm. if, okay, assuming our goal was to make um, a million shillings today, hmm Um, I could sell drugs, (laughs) a million. I could, I could do
0: sell cars. I could could sell sell whatever it is. I could do,
1: I could do crazy stuff. Yes. But I'll get a million. Yeah. But what if I'm passionate about helping young women thrive, and every day I took a young woman, placed her somewhere, got commission for that, made sure she was happy, found another one, Mm. you create a following, and then in the end you've generated income of one million. Yes. But you've impacted, say, a hundred mm-hmm. lives, mm-hmm. and made their lives better. And if yeah. you made their lives better, they made they in turn will make lives better for somebody Other else. People. Yeah, that's, so that's a very like the yeah, power, that's a very cool of way of looking at yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, like
0: enjoying the process. And I think a lot of people get stuck on the goal, mm-hmm. and like the outcome determines the process. So some people try to accelerate it, exactly. and sometimes maybe not in the best way exactly
1: yeah exactly because you're just looking you're fixated on that number if you have purpose behind what you do and you can consistently do that the outcome Mm. will be the one you're looking for but having obviously it'll come with its own challenges that's not to say it's not without its challenges but it's important that you enjoy the process Mm -hmm.
0: How amazing is she? Like, the nuggets of wisdom I think from this episode are just so much. And I think the one that stood out most for me was embracing the process. Especially for us millennials, we just love to rush and just want to get to the end real quick. But I hope this week going forward that there are a few lessons learned here and there that will last a lifetime. So, from me, have a great week ahead and be blessed. Bye.